0: Hello, Peter Goodwin here with news about BRAF targeting in adults with glioma. Up until now, not very much was known about this possibility. But at the Molecular Targets and Cancer Therapeutics Symposium in Barcelona, Carissa Schreck has just reported that it's very much on the agenda
1: now. I'm a physician scientist. I do laboratory research and I also take care of patients. When I was a neuro-oncology fellow, I took care of several patients who had a BRAF mutation in their glioma, and they were adults, and we really didn't know how best to treat them, very little data on how common their mutation was. So I wanted to understand better how many patients like them were out there. So that's what provided the spark of curiosity that led us to ask this question on how many patients have BRAF mutations in their glioma?
0: Children have it more frequently and a lot more is known about this. Can you explain that bit to me, please, of this story? Yes.
1: Yeah. So these mutations are present more commonly in pediatric glioma. And as we've learned more over the past five to eight years, we've realized most glioma that arise in children, at least the low-grade type, have a driver in the ERK signaling pathway. BRAF is one of those mutations, and F1 or FGFR might be some of the other common mutations In adults, it's more complicated. More commonly, the cancer that arises from the central nervous system is glioblastoma. It's a high-grade glioma. And more commonly, the mutations that arise are in the PI3 kinase signaling pathway, or EGFR. BRAF happens. It's just a lower proportion of the mutations. And so actually, I, I uh, tell drug companies this when trying to get them interested in studying uh, rare cancers in adults. I say, look, you know, the number of patients with RAF mutations in adults is actually quite a bit higher than the number of pediatric patients. It's just a higher percentage of pediatric patients and our pediatric oncology colleagues do a really, really good job getting all the children on clinical trials.
0: Now, for cancer doctors, what does all of this imply, these mechanisms and the difference in adults and children?
1: We're still trying to understand exactly what that means, but I think the very, very clear takeaway is BRF mutations happen in adults. Some of them are definitely targetable, meaning there are FDA-approved drugs they approved for other cancers. But they could be used and have been demonstrated to be helpful in people with glioma, even adults. And so I think this gives us a potential treatment for a subset of patients with what is otherwise an incurable cancer.
0: Now, from the cancer doctor's point of view, what is the implication of, of what you're doing? What exactly did you do here? Can you explain?
1: Yeah, so what we did here is we took about 300 patients with BRAF-mutated glioma. 200 adults and almost 100 pediatric patients. We compared the clinical characteristics and molecular characteristics of the adults against the pediatric patients. And then we looked within the adult pool at the type of mutation that they had. So the most common mutation was the V600 mutation. This is the mutation for which there are targeted therapies that are FDA approved. We also found several other types of mutations. One called rearrangement is very common in pediatric glioma. And we don't have FDA-approved therapy for it yet, but there are trials that are ongoing. Another two mutations that we found are called class 2 and class 3. These are common in melanoma and other cancers driven by BRAF alterations. Again, we don't have FDA-approved therapies for them yet, but we could soon. And so I think what these results tell us is that there are many BRAF mutations. Some could have direct therapeutic implications, but for others, we don't know yet.
0: What kind of clear signals are you getting from this scientific work that could be applied clinically then, in, in your view? What, what are the leads that cancer doctors could look forward perhaps to getting?
1: I think the clearest signal is that we should be looking for BRAF alterations in all patients with primary brain cancer, not just children. So adults, even elderly adults, should have next-generation sequencing to look for targetable alterations.
0: And if you find them, are there appropriate Targeted drugs that can be used now. What would you recommend?
1: So there are, but it's tricky. Not all BRAF alterations are the same. So um, if there's a molecular tumor board available at one's institution, um, one should access that. You know, we have a, a BRAF brain tumor center here at Hopkins. We're happy to provide recommendations or second opinions on the best targeted therapy because it's different for each mutation.
0: Is the out al- look for uh, BRAF mutant glioma in adults better, do you think, as a result of these investigations, which seem to be very detailed and revealing interesting and potentially important information?
1: The answer to that question is complicated. I'm going to answer two slightly different questions. So the, the first question, which we did answer in our study, was if you take a patient with a glioblastoma who has a BRAF V600 mutation, the one for which there's targetable targeted therapy, do they live longer than patients who don't? And and these are patients who didn't necessarily receive targeted therapy. And the answer is no. Having a BRAF mutation doesn't make you live longer if you have a glioblastoma to start with. However, we also looked at patients who received targeted therapy versus those who didn't. And in those patients, we found the answer is yes, they do live longer. Now, this is retrospective. So we didn't control for factors. For example, if a patient was too sick to receive another line of treatment, maybe they you know, didn't get targeted therapy and they would have otherwise. So we can't prove that they lived longer, but we definitely see a benefit.
0: And sometimes paradoxically with targeted therapies, you give it not only to the, the patients with the target, but those without, were those that you're talking about all ones who had the target, the ones who benefited? So
1: all the patients who received this therapy were ones who had the target, the, the V600 mutation. With BRAF inhibitors, it's tricky. If you give them to people who don't have a targetable mutation, it's possible you could make their cancer grow faster, so it's very important to make sure you pick the right ones. And that's why recognizing that there's a BRF alteration on NGS, but then knowing it's the right kind for the targeted the therapy that you have is critical. And and again, we're, we and molecular tumor boards across the country and internationally are happy to help provide some insight. It gets complicated.
0: So, what are your recommendations and indeed warnings to cancer doctors all around the world?
1: Yes, so. Get next-generation sequencing on all your patients with glioblastoma and other glioma. Um, if you identify a BRF alteration, if it is a V600 alteration, targeted therapy could be beneficial for this patient. If it's a different alteration, i definitely recommend a molecular tumor board to understand whether a clinical trial or other off-label targeted therapy could be useful.
0: Right, so there's, there's something quite clear at the moment, but you, you can't really commit further than that just now.
1: So, and I I hear you trying to help me give you an answer that's pithier and clearer. And I I really can't. Mm. And that's because, you know, the treatment for a class two and a class three and a rearrangement is different. And for the gains and unclassifieds, we actually don't know and I wouldn't ever target them as of right now. Um, And so it's, it's tough because I've seen uh, people in the community tell patients, you know, there's nothing to do for you and they have a full completely targetable BRF alteration. Mm. And I've seen physicians in the community put patients on targeted therapy for a BREF alteration that isn't targetable. And I, I worry that that could accelerate the growth of their cancer. Oops. And so without knowing the specific alteration, I think it's hard to give very specific advice.
0: Okay, so your final wrap-up uh, reply to cancer doctors would be what?
1: W- would be to get sequencing on, on your patient's cancer. That's the first step. A, a lot of people don't. And if the sequencing shows a BRAF alteration, get help interpreting it either through a molecular tumor board, which many institutions have now, or or through subspecialty care from a neuro-oncologist focused on precision medicine like myself.
0: That was Carissa Schreck, Assistant Professor of Oncology and Neurology at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland. She was talking to me from the Barcelona Molecular Targets and Cancer Therapeutics Conference organized by the EORTC, the NCI and the AACR. For the Audio Journal of Oncology, I'm Peter Goodwin.